When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. So you two going out trick-or-treating tonight? You know, probably not. <laughs> I might. Usually when I go trick-or-treating, it's a last minute, let me throw something on and go. But yeah, I'll probably uh, be done. I with my got your... Days. I already gave you your... Thing you can go as this year. Well, I'm going to go as that guy from uh, was Dryden, New, New York. York. He yeah. goes him, the one black guy in town. <laughs> <laughs> I still, God, that story's unbelievable. And the more I think about it, him being the only black guy in town, it, they probably I blame all the white people he lived with. Oh yeah, they, I'm yeah, sure they probably is. pushed him to the edge. I haven't seen the documentary, but I'm sure that's the vibe that that's it's what given I'm thinking. Off. Yeah. Oh, Tom, I, can I ask you a question about your Halloween experience growing up? Certainly. Do you have a costume that, like, you remember dressing up as that you remember specifically as, like, your favorite year dressing up in a costume? Like, is there one that sticks out in your memory or not? One that sticks out in the memory, unfortunately, is when I was four years old and I was dressed up as the devil. I love the whole <laughs> devil costume, right? Which is impressionant, I think. Don't you think? I, I kind of foresaw the future and came, came out <laughs> as the devil. Because if you look at certain segments of this town, that one cluster of real assholes that we have in this state, they do think I'm the devil, so I don't even have to wear a costume anymore. You just dresses yourself. <laughs> I dresses myself, <laughs> and I'm good to go. What are you, Tom? Oh, the devil. I'm Tom. Tom Bernard. Other people so just dress devil. up as Tom Bernard, and it's right. devil. You, yeah, your kids go dressed up in like that vest, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the problem with that outfit, though, mm-hmm. is I um, walk through... That's when we lived at 1200 Spruce Place, downtown Minneapolis. And we walked through the, it was, we stayed in the apartment building because it was like four floors. It was, mm-hmm. it's that big one right there on the corner, right across from Emerson School. Uh, so we never did go outside. We just went through the halls. And finally, this mother came up and said, son, come here, let me help you with something. And I'm like, what? Apparently the flap on the back flipped open and my butt was sticking out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Got my bare four-year-old butt hanging out. So, you know, she was very nice and, and teed it up. She fixed yeah. it, so that was good. Uh, the robbery in first grade when we got robbed. Yep. Mike Devitt mm-hmm. and I got robbed. That was a good one. Coincidentally, by a guy dressed up as a robber, right? As a robber. Yeah, yep. Yes, he was dressed up as a robber. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so great. Um, I used to go out with Benny Cushon and Ronald Cloud, Chucky Gleason. We had all – we had, no, think, looking back at that. Mm-hmm. I am Mr. We Are the World, because Benny Cruchon was a young black man. Ronald Cloud was Native American. Chucky Gleason was Irish. Look at that. I was like the UN of trick-or-treating. Like the village people walking around out there. What do you there. think of yeah. that action? 
I opened the door all those years ago. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You're a real trendsetter, a real trailblazer. <laughs> and then Benny Krishan would say, Tom, your butt's hanging out again. No, that's not true. That, that was funny. a yearly occurrence for you. <laughs> that was a yearly occurrence. Right, the, his on. costumes didn't even have a butt flap. He just cut with yeah. the scissors. So that way, like, and I'll tell tradition. you, and I'm very, very serious because I grew to over six feet tall when I was 11 years old and my voice dropped down mm-hmm. and people would not give me candy because they thought I was like 17. Yeah. Not fair. Which even if you were 17, just get some candy. How are yeah, you not no. studied? Like, like in a lab, if you're 11 years old, over six feet, and you, and you talk like this. I did. I honestly got like, trick or treat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that seems like a, oh, jeez. Although I mumbled a lot. You have to remember, one thing about growing up in North Minneapolis, uh, most of the people I know that grew up in North Minneapolis mumble when they talk. Yeah, let me just tell you something. It's unbelievable. I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he told me that. That's how everybody talked yeah. over there when I was a kid. They still do that? I, don't, I honestly have not driven through North Minneapolis. No, I just mean recently. where you grew up. Well, I grew oh, you were honky. No, I grew you were in honky in, heaven. Yeah, I, I forgot. Grew up in farm country. Nobody mumbled over oh, there. We had we had a drive your tractor to school day once a year. You want a tractor? Oh, I I first of all I did not own a tractor. I did not drive a tractor. But the parking lot, there were just as many tractors that would get driven in as there were normal cars. Now the dads and moms would drive men though, right? Well, so this was like for high school kids. So it was, but I'm sure there were people that probably weren't supposed to be driving that drove in on a tractor. Can you drive a tractor when you're like 14? Somebody told me. Yeah, yeah I think technically it's not like you need a driver's right, license. Right. I think it's more or less if your parents teach you at a young enough age and you get to drive the tractor because there's not like a police officer that's going to come out to your farm and give you a ticket. You know what my favorite driving incidents are that I just love to watch on the national news? What's that? The guys are hanging out at the golf course, getting hammered, and yep. then they leave their car in the parking lot and drive a golf cart home down the freeway. Yeah. What a great idea that was. Well, because you hear, you hear about it a lot down in warmer oh, states yeah. Oh, yeah. where the smaller communities, they just drive golf carts around because they're like, <laughs> they yeah, do. we live. Or even here in the summer when you get those communities that are on or centraled around a golf course, they'll be like, yeah, we just drive them everywhere because we're just zipping around That's our little area. what they do. And they're, what I love is when the cops pull them over. I was just, I was on my way to the 17th green. Yeah, yeah sure you were. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. Yep. While you're drinking your 17th <laughs> drink of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, you talk about... Are you so drunk you don't realize, hey, this is going to draw a lot of attention to you. I don't know if you know that or not. And just like you're driving a golf cart. Even if you were sober, you're going to be drawing a lot of attention to yourself driving a golf cart. Would seem to me to be true. Yes, no question about that. But what the hell? I don't know. So um, we will be going out tonight with Fawny and Sage. I asked Andy if he wanted me to go out with... uh, with Ethan as well, and he said, nah, I think we're only going to take them like two or three houses, so that, that's yeah. going to be about it. But yeah, every year we go out with the kids, and next year next year will be the big uh, year for Ethan when he's three years old, instead mm-hmm. of just because he turns two a, a week from today, on my birthday that he stole. No, it's, it's not yeah. your birthday anymore. No. no, it's not my birthday. No. Do you, uh, what, what are all the grandchildren dressing up as? Do you know? Um, 
Yeah, Sage is dressing up as a monkey with a banana, by the way. He has a mm. fake banana that he... And you had to know, look, I have a banana. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing him like setting the banana down and somebody asks uh. what he is. And he goes, wait, 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 I got to get my <laughs> banana. Like, yeah, you, didn't, you, didn't know, you didn't know that I was a monkey until I had this banana. That is exactly... He did that about three times at the dinner on Sunday night. Yeah. We went to a Halloween dinner Sunday night. I got a banana. He kept holding it up in the air. And Fawny was, uh, had black hair. Oh, uh, well, she was, uh, oh, what did oh, Alex say yesterday? I can't uh, remember. But she looked it, like a. Is it a person or like a fictional thing? It's like a fictional thing. Some One of the listeners probably remembers. Alex said it yesterday. What the hell was it again? I don't know. But apparently they, bu- they bought her a wig, and then they trimmed the wig to fit her yeah. head perfectly. It's like, really? You trimmed awesome. a wig? Well, I mean, if she's, not re- if she's refusing to leave the house before she gets the bangs <laughs> cut, you just got to suck it up and do it. I suppose that's true. Do you guys ever have any kids in your, in your neighborhood whose parents wouldn't allow them to trick-or-treat? Not that I know of. No. It was pretty much everybody went trick-or-treating to some degree. So it's an inner-city thing. Like yeah. some parents didn't think it was safe enough. No, and I like if I lived in the like in the inner city, I mm. probably wouldn't let my kids go trick or treating, especially not by themselves late at night. Right, just because right. that's when all the bad stuff happens. Because you get robbed. Yeah, you get you know, robbed or you get caught in some shenanigans going on. I wonder if, although we couldn't do it because it would be too cold today, I wonder if I reached out to the city because that entire block now where we got robbed. Uh, is that Brian, uh, 14th and Bryant, mm-hmm. uh, that entire block now is empty. It's just sitting there. I think for a while there it was a park, but I think it's just kind of sitting there now. Yeah. There are no houses. The alley's gone. I wonder if we could find the spot where it happened. I do a show next year from that spot where I got robbed as a do, five-year-old. Yeah, do like a little dramatization of it. We Wouldn't get, it be yeah. phenomenal? Because <laughs> we, we could easily get robbed by sitting yeah, there, yeah. so that'd be good. Yeah, we'll have you and like AJ dress up as what you dressed up as that I day. Like it. And then I'll dress as a robber and come rob you guys and run away with the candy. Yeah, make a little short video for YouTube. I think it's a magnificent idea. Next year, we're doing the Tom Got Robbed at this point Halloween special. Mm-hmm. How so? This might be sad to think about, but is Fawn getting to the age where she's going to start wanting to go out by herself and is too cool to have Pop Pop come with? Uh, you might be right about that because she'll be eight now coming up. Uh, yeah, I feel like that starts to there. get yeah starts to get into the age of mm-hmm. well, yeah. Me and my friends just want to go to all these houses, and you can stay here. Yeah, I, rem- but, I remember that that transition because I used to go. It would be like my dad and my grandpa would take me around the neighborhood and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then eventually. It was a me and my friends. We, I would go to the, uh, my buddy's house, kind of like in the same town, but just on the other side of the town, and you know, walk around their neighborhood because it was nicer houses and um, you got really good candy bars and stuff like that. So it was a whole event to get like our group of guys out walking around the neighborhood. Yep. One of my favorites, and I won't say who it was, might be one of those guys that I mentioned earlier. I uh, went to one house, knocked on the door, and the woman was handing out homemade popcorn balls. Well, yeah, that used to be a thing where people would thing, yeah, yeah. hand out popcorn balls, just baked goods in general. And then now you hear all the stories of there's razor blades, or right, right, drugs and candy, and you're so, just yeah, you can't perceived as a criminal if you hand out anything homemade now. Yeah, I yep. suppose that's true, right? Well, so my friend was prescient. I won't say which one of the three it was. She hands him a homemade popcorn ball, and he goes like. 
I have no idea what you put in that, so therefore I'm not going to touch it. Right. And even if I knew the person, like if you're, you knew your neighbor, like, oh, yeah, they're a nice person. It's just like, ah, I just still in today's, especially after COVID. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, no, you're right. Take the chance. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to join me in my suite to see the Eagles on their farewell tour, here's how to register. And thank you again. You guys showed up in droves yesterday. It's so nice of you to be doing that. Go to the Tom Bernard Show app, download it if you don't have it yet, and sign up. You can start listening to the show right there on the app as well. Go to our website, TomBernardShow.com, and sign up there. Then listen for me to announce your name at 810, 910, and 1010 each day between November 2nd and Tuesday, November 14th. We'll announce the same name three times each day at 10 after each hour between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, to win, email us back at contests at TomBernardShow.com. That's TomBernardShow.com by midnight that night, and you will win. Uh, when you win, you'll join me in the suite at XL and see the Eagles on Saturday, November 18th. And thank you again for your response. Uh, I know I keep saying that, but it's true. We were overwhelmed. Your response was amazing. So thank you for that. And I can't wait to, and I love the fact that people just want to buy their way in. That's our audience yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. We had, so yeah, like I was telling you, somebody was like, well, if I don't win, but I still want to go, can I just pay for a sweet t- ticket or can I donate to charity and you guys just sneak <laughs> me in the back door? You know, so funny about that, that, because that is basically, well, we talked about this this morning and I don't really hold anything secret or any of the rest of it, but a lot of times advertisers want to go, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? My audience and our audience here has always been for the last, God, at least 10, 15 years, very high earners, mm-hmm. highly educated, just hardworking people. And even to offer them is like, hey, I'll give you a couple of points off if you and like, no. Right. They're going to go use the service because they trust your recommendation. You're not out here selling snake oil. No, exactly. Like that, so. and the, but they're not, I don't think they're going to say, oh, you know, I heard about with Tom. I said, they just don't do that. No. They never did do that as far. I suppose in some businesses they do. Because mm-hmm. apparently, you know, they whatever. But it's just, it, I always found that kind of interesting. So that that's not my audience at all. Yeah, you know. And it's, I mean, it is nice. I get it from the business side of it, where they want to be able to track. Yeah, sure. How effective it is, but yeah, there's yep. other ways to do it. No doubt about it. But uh, so thank you again. Your response yesterday, and I mean, I don't even know how many it was. I I started checking in here and there, and it was a lot of response, which is really really cool, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Halloween, so here's a trick-or-treat bag of random holiday-related goodies. Some are peanut butter cups and others are candy corn, but none of them are circus peanuts. You know, I got to be honest with you, full disclosure, Mm -hmm. my great-grandma, not great-grandma, excuse me, my grandmother, Minnie Dane, my mother's mother, loved those circus peanuts. They're horrendous. They're, they're literally like packaging peanuts. Like, they're that bad. They yeah. taste awful. They're not good, that's for sure. There's no question about that. Uh, according to the National Retail Federation, 73% of Americans plan on celebrating Halloween in some way, with the average person spending $108. What are you buying, um, a bottle of cologne? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe that cologne was $100. I mean, wait, who's spending a hundred dollars on cologne? I did, not even knowing I did it. Yeah, when? There's a I, I, my favorite cologne in the world is this. It's called Pasha Cartier or Cartier by Pasha. Okay. I I've loved it, and the last bottle lasted me like 10, 11 years. Okay. I ran out, so I just went on Amazon and said, "Hey, send me another bottle of that stuff." Uh-huh. Hundred dollars. Ugh. 
for a yeah. bottle of cologne. I'm like, what? Which, yeah, which I feel isn't terribly expensive, but it is definitely on the higher end. Because I would say cologne usually anywhere from like sixty to is it really sixty bucks? Because yeah. it used to be you could go to a little millionaire or a Chaz or those, you mm. get those for about three bucks at uh, Merwin Drugstore. It was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, those days are long gone. <laughs> I mean, and you can get, like, the Axe body spray right, type right. stuff and whatever, I guess, for cheaper, but, yeah, for the most part, you're going to pay a Is that good? Penny. I mean, it's it was a are high school you, thing. If you're it's a, like si- if is, you're a yeah. sixth oh. grader, yes, it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> but. Okay, yep. that works for me. Okay, so here's the deal. According to the National Retail Federation, 73% of Americans plan on celebrating Halloween in some way, with the average person spending $108. Overall, Americans are expected to spend... I'm hyperventilating. This is just for Halloween. On costumes, decorations, and candy, overall, Americans are expected to spend $12.2 billion today. $12.2 billion. Yeah, I could see that. God. Because a lot of people are buying four costumes, especially if you're in your 20s yeah, and you're yeah, going out a lot. Yeah. Yep. I suppose that's true. The National Confectioners Association claims 98% of Americans who welcome trick-or-treaters will hand out candies and chocolates. It's unclear what the other 2% will hand out. Maybe, uh, you know, salty snacks, loose change, or fruit. I know one guy handed out pens one year. Here, here's your pen. I'm like, What? A pen. What the hell do I need with a pen? There's a nice ballpoint pen. Yeah, I'm seven years old. I don't need a ballpoint pen. I'm go good to go. Practice your cursive, kids. <laughs> exactly. Does anybody even use cursive anymore? Uh, I mean, I not, only when I have to sign something. But that's it, about it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's just honestly, it's hard to read. Yeah. I'll, I'll well, say it. it's a little cases, hard to read. In most cases, it is. You're absolutely right about that. The same survey says 51% of people eat candy corn by popping whole pieces in their mouth. 31% bite off the narrow white end first, while 18% start with a wider yellow end. If somebody asked me, how do you eat candy corn? I'd go, get the hell away from me. How the hell do I know how I eat candy corn? Well, I guess I should probably get away from you because... So you, you know do the, that? You the cho- loser. Only for the chocolate candy corn? Because the whole oh, piece of candy different. corn yeah, sucks. That's so I'll eat just the chocolate end. If I'm going to, like, if someone's like, oh, you want some candy corn? I'll eat the chocolate part and then just throw the other part away. Because you're racist. I mean, yeah, you got to support. <laughs> black business. <laughs> <laughs> it's black business. That's exactly right. Uh. Uh, in any case, ladies and gentlemen, so apparently uh, no one breaks the uh, corn apart. They just eat the orange middle part first. They, oh, so they don't eat the orange part first. They're saying that does not happen. Yeah. Okay. In a survey, 85% of parents say their kids start digging into their candy before they get home from trick-or-treating. Yeah, we, we did that. All right, I'll eat it on the doorstep of the person <laughs> that gave it to me. <laughs> I can see that. That makes sense. I like that. Most people think Halloween is a harmless, fun holiday, but 14% of people believe Halloween is harmful. How is Halloween harmful? I think that when you do a deep dive and you get the people that, because it was a pagan-type holiday that had nothing to do with candy or anything like that, if you go to the extreme of it, sure, yeah, it's harmful, but as far as a little kid dressing up as Cinderella going door-to-door asking for candy, you're going to have to really try hard to convince me that that's harmful. Yeah, I don't see how it's harmful. Is no. it? 
Is that kind of a religious thing, you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a religious Because I remember being in school, and when they told us about the origin story of how Halloween started, I remember, like, these demonic creatures gathered around a fire in the middle of the woods doing some sort of, like, seance. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that version of Halloween does not sound like fun. No bueno. No. No no bueno, baby. But, yeah, the American version of it. That's a little bit better. Yeah. There's a there's a TikTok that's been going around where it's a it's a mom holding her kid and they're dressed up like pirates and she's like, you know, we're 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 devote Christians, so we don't celebrate Halloween, but we just like to dress up for fun. Well, what? And somebody goes, That's what Halloween is. Exactly. Right? You're dressing up as something and then it's fun because you're going around and like, hey, here's candy, blah, blah, blah. Like that's literally what Halloween is in my mind. Yep. And other people might have different meanings and like established like different purposes for their holidays but that's in my mind what halloween has always been yeah they, i haven't seen any like satanic ritual flyers going around where you can go gather at you know the event center and we're right. going to sacrifice right. a goat today yeah. like, there's nothing going on <laughs> like that you know this does not tie in with halloween but it's the same thing basically i did learn very very young in life people have no sense of humor about politics or religion and sometimes they're tied in together Yes. They have no sense of humor, no understanding, whatever. About, I suppose, 30 years ago, Kath and I went to a wedding mm-hmm. at one of the Lutheran churches around here. I don't remember which one it was, but it was a Lutheran church. I do remember that part. And I walk in, and there is a bout, and I'm not exaggerating. Now, I grew up Catholic, right? So you, you like God and Jesus, good for you. I'm happy for you, yep. right? So a nice Catholic boy, I, you know. I got to believe there's something bigger than us, and that's as far as I get with it all. So you want to call, you want to give it a name, good for you, right? So we walk into the church, and in the vestibule there is a picture of Jesus that's about 12 feet high and 12 feet wide. It was gigantic. This picture of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So I walk in, and you've known me long enough. I always got some smart ass thing to say, right? right? <laughs> you so I walk know. in, I look at the picture, and I go, "Oh, who's this now?" They threw me out of the church. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. You, they asked me to leave the church. Yeah. It's like, what? Some people take, like, I remember I didn't get kicked out, but I got in a lot of trouble. Uh oh. Because I said, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, gosh. And can't the guy that. was like, hey, you can't say that. That's bad. You can't say gosh. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, he, he said, well, I know you really meant. Oh my God! Instead of no, was, well, you just said it now too. Oh, yeah, so no, like, you just said it. Yeah, no, a lot of people and take the religion so seriously where they don't take jokes or there's no wiggle room with anything, uh-huh. and yeah, that's a hard position to be in, some, especially for me and you, because you're a smart ass like I am. I love being a smart ass. I'm just and I, and that that painting with the line from bottom bottom left to top right. Mm-hmm. Or on the top left, the guy uh, playing football is on his knees thanking God for scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Jesus, for scoring the touchdown. On the bottom of that line is Jesus with his feet up watching hockey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Well, Because all, all sports I love it. players, no matter who wins, <laughs> like, well, thank God for you know, allowing us to win. Exactly. Well, did he not allow the other team to win? Does well, exactly. he hate that team? But last week they won, and it was because of him. So something doesn't <laughs> add up here. Yeah, God they, was not in the film room breaking down. <laughs> right. Like, come on now. Wouldn't right. it be great, though? Well, that's just what really sucks about this is God didn't even thank us for losing. Yeah. Right. 
That'd and be kind of cool. If he is up there making the decisions, can we please get a Viking Super Bowl? Like, is that too much to ask for he just one? Hate he hates us. Well, he hates the guy us. with the beard. Don't forget about the guy with the hair and the beard. That must have been 1978, I believe it was, when they lost their fourth Super Bowl the year earlier. Mm-hmm. This guy came out and said, I'm telling you, I'm a huge Viking fan. They're going to win the Super Bowl, and I'm not cutting my hair, my beard, until they do. Yep. He died with his hair touching the floor. See, that's why oh, I, I can't guy. make that proclamation about sports teams, because if it goes bad, it's going to go really oh, bad for you. But how sad is that? He had a beard that was like four or five feet long. And you know he wanted to cut that beard. <coughs> oh, you know he did. He yeah. was like, I want to cut this beard more than I want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. I imagine that's probably true. Uh, 30% of people think Halloween is more widely celebrated now when they were growing up. 31% uh, think it's less widely celebrated now. And 30% say it's about the same. So it's, yeah, one, two, three. 30%, 31%, and 30%. 18% of people say they decorate for Halloween every year. Well, we got decorations, but we don't mm-hmm. go over the top like we used to. Mm-hmm. 14% said they decorate most years, and another 14% say some years. 34% of people never decorate for Halloween. Other folks are less likely to decorate anyway. 34% of parents think 13 or 14 is old enough to kick uh, to, to trick-or-treat alone. Well, 13 or 14, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Probably not younger than that, though. No. I would have to agree. Not 12. No, and it depends on where you live. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, several cities uh, in America... Um, have laws banning teenagers from trick-or-treating, including Chesapeake, Virginia, Jacksonville, Illinois, and Rain, Louisiana. In Chesapeake, kids over the age of 14 who trick-or-treat could be found guilty of a misdemeanor. What is this, Footloose? What are we doing right. here? What the hell? You get arrested for trick-or-treating at 14. Those got to be those type of laws where oh, it was God. put in place back in 1912 <laughs> and nobody bothered to undo it. So, Buster, what are you in for? I murdered two people. How about you? I was trick-or-treating. I wanted a Snickers bar. Hands behind your head. <laughs> Just reading a 12-year-old their Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. Any candy you say and eat can be used against you in the court of law. You know what I love about this the most? The legislators in that town. So you got nothing better to do than arrest kids for trick-or-treating. That's yeah. your job, is it? There's I'm... no other crime going on. No, right. no, we're good. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Yeah. Uh, you're not crazy if you check out your child's candy haul before they eat it. 83% of parents said, I'm surprised it's not 100% of parents looking through that. You used to put, did they actually put needles and razor blades in candy? Did that actually really happen? Or was that just a I don't tale? know. It might be an urban legend, but you hear yeah. stories about it. And yeah. my mom went through our candy, not to check if they're razor blades, but she just took the good candy out <laughs> so to hide it for herself. For herself? Yeah. I like your mother now. I, now you got a, a new respect for your mother. Oh, it, yeah, and I got to the age where I was old enough where I realized what she was doing, and so I would, instead of eating out of our candy bag, I would dig through the clo- our cupboard to find her hidden stash, and so that was right. now our candy mine. Nice. All right, got to take a break. We'll be back with just a, there's just a few more tips for Halloween. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to everyone. All Now, Halloween is All Souls Day, and All Saints Day is what, like the 2nd of November or something? They're celebrating the souls and the saints on the... In a two-day period? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Sounds Saints right. Day is we- uh, Wednesday, so the first. So then, yeah. This oh, it's the first. Oh, so it's just tomorrow. So it's yep. back-to-back. Yeah. Well, there you go. We'll be right back. A couple minutes. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted wait. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. It's Tom Bernard for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and coworkers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run dealership that's just 20 minutes west of the metro in Baldwin. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next new vehicle. The month of October is Tire Month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of the $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at FlagshipFord.com. That's FlagshipFord.com. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world 
world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 920, now 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. It's, uh, I don't know, they, I don't know if the snow is going to melt or not. It looks like it probably will, because it's supposed to be in the mid-40s on Sunday, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it's, we'll, it's we'll supposed to, uh, it's supposed <clears throat> to even get up to, like, the 40s, like, low 40s by the end of this, like, week. So by Wednesday, I think the snow should probably be gone, because we're going to get some rain, it seems like, Saturday, Sunday. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tevin and I were just talking off the air a little bit about this whole situation over in the Middle East and how Americans are reacting to it. I, um, Democrats risk long-lasting rift over Islam-Hamas war. Israel hits Hamas tunnels as ground defensive intensified, uh, intensifies. Excuse me. The war is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Wave of anti-Semitism has European Jews wondering if they will ever be safe again. Same situation in America. Uh, Tevin, you just pointed something out to me. Oh, yeah, I put it in the news source. Let me get it pulled up here. Um, but it looks like there was a school in Connecticut, a high school. So it says, authorities in Connecticut are investigating after swastikas were found drawn on a high school campus in Stamford for the second time since the Hamas launched a surprise attack on Israel earlier this month. Uh, students found swastikas drawn on the tennis courts of the Academy of Information Technology and Engineering on Friday and reported it to administrators according to a statement from the Stanford Police School District and city officials. Um, it looks, uh, yeah, they're saying just an act of vandalism. Doesn't look like they know who drew it, but yeah, somebody's going around Connecticut drawing swastikas on their campus. I would assume it's probably a student. Do you think these students have any idea about the Holocaust at all? Do they have a clue what the hell they're talking about? I would assume so, because they, it's not like you just stop teaching Apparently, the Holocaust. they right? don't teach the Holocaust in a lot of places in America anymore, which I don't really understand. Six and a half to seven million Jews were murdered by that swastika you like to put up on the wall there, by the way. Right. The Look, I, I'm not... I have friends on not both sides of this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, their faith is on both sides of the issue. They're not battling it out over this whole deal and all the rest of it. Right. Look, this is nothing more than a turf war that's murdering thousands of people. But I just don't understand. I, again, go to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. and walk in that train car that has a little baby shoes in there of all the little babies who were executed because they were Jews. How can you stand there and look at that and then go paint a little swastika on the side of a building? Boy, that's funny. Yeah, funny. Or even the people that think the sw- or the swastika that the Holocaust never happened. Okay. okay. That those um, it makes no sense because it's I don't know. Blat- people were put on train cars and shipped to gas chambers and just mass executions yeah. and burials. It's and then to paint a swastika on a tennis court like it's absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense to me. I, I Like I said, it just... Look, I understand where I grew up and all the rest of it. Um, you know, many, many friends over the years. Uh, I have friends that are, that are Muslims as well. Mm-hmm. They're not doing... And they're not involved in this stuff, I can guarantee you right. that. I, I just don't understand. Why is America taking such a, such a strong stance? Um, and the younger it gets, the more anti-Semitic it gets. What the hell is that? 
Yeah, I don't know. You, you can, I mean, really with the younger people, I feel like they have, they've kind of been raised in a generation of there's always a cause that somebody's fighting for. And right. so they attack each one, regardless of the information that they have, with the same kind of enthusiasm as they attack every cause. So they just don't take in all the information necessary. And now we pick one side and we're just going to cheer as loudly as we can because we want to be a part of the majority and not get ostracized because we didn't cheer for the right side. No, well, that's pretty much the deal. Look, I, I mean, I just love the fact that, that people love nothing more now. It's, academics started this whole thing. They go back as far as they can to make sure whatever you are or whoever you are, your people did something horrible in the last 200 years, and because you're you, you still have to pay for it. It's like, what? Mm. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I mean, it just it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, I don't really understand either why it's all or nothing. It's not, you know what, things didn't go so great in the past on, let's say, even both sides. We'll give you both sides, things can go well. Why don't we meet about this and come together instead of spewing your hideous hatred all yep. over it? Yeah, nobody seems to be solutions-orientated. No. They just want to yell nope. about how bad everything is, and then when you go, well, what would you like to do about all of this? I agree. They just continue to yell about how bad everybody is. They do that with skin color. They do it with religion. They do it with orientation. They do it. They will take the most negative. Mm-hmm. Look, it happened to me over the years. You know, you've been around for that whole deal, calling me every name in the book, which was not true. Why? Because they had the balls to succeed without their help. That's why. Yeah. That's all that was. Well, and I know that's all that was. Well, there was years ago, I believe it was when Philando Castile got yeah. killed by the yep. police here in St. Paul. or St. Paul, I believe it was. But um, they had protests and stuff. And I remember one of them was at the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was working there. And I was walking into work. And they're like, well, you should be out here protesting. I'm like, guys, we've been doing this forever. We should be finding solutions, not yeah. just going to random places to shut things down. And also, like, I got bills to pay, so I got to go <laughs> in here and get this check real quick. Where did you get thinking like that? Is that your mother, your father? Where would you get it from, both? I don't know. I would say probably both. There's not, like, a moment or anything that I feel like shaped the way that I think necessarily. It was just – I and seeing people, you know, shut down highways and things yeah. like that, I always looked at it as, yes, there's – a time for that but once you kind of get everybody's attention well now what are you going to do with that attention and i felt like a lot of people protesting were there for the wrong reasons i just want to be on social media and take a picture because i think i look cool and now we're just going to keep doing this because it's a trendy thing to do i don't know they're just you have to protesting is going to get you to a certain point and then now you have to come with solutions like that's how right everything had progressed for, you know, minorities in the past. And today it's more about the show than it is about the solution. Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, I think you're absolutely right about Mm -hmm. that. AJ, what do you think? Yeah, the the protesting stuff, I think there is, it speaks a lot of volumes and I think it is necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's easy for me to say this and it's going to maybe come off as tone deaf where when I say like time and a place, because people are just trying to go to work. Like uh, mm-hmm. the average Joe is not the one that is responsible for this. But right, absolutely. T- so like blocking them from going to work is in my mind, not the right move. But at the same time, I understand the purpose because the, the message is sending where these other people that are getting harmed and are affected by, you know, the, the way that the society is like set and everything. 
they're just going about their lives too, but then they're having to deal with this, whereas the average Joe who's just going to work is now experienced there for the... So I, I get both yep. sides of the argument. And maybe if I was like in traffic and I urgently had to be somewhere, there's I maybe I would feel different about it in that time and place, but I don't know. It's... I, I don't have a solution because I'm just a, a big dumb guy who doesn't, you know, I, I'd, I like to look Did at he things. Did hear for, you say that to me this morning? That he's no, a I big thought the mics guy. were off. Yeah. I thought the mics were off. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have any, like, revelating changes here or suggestions. Mm. Um, if there was a better way to go about it, I feel like there would already be right. changes and, in, in and well, taking even, action to, like, make those. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, like right now, it's just it is it, it kind of is what it is. Right. You have to inconvenience some people to kind of get your their attention. But then I so with the George Floyd, there was one protest where we all marched to one of like the state buildings that where government employees worked because they mm -hmm. wanted you know to make change with police. Like that makes sense. Go protest outside of the police precinct that was responsible for what happened. But going and, you know burning down Target or burning down, you know, whatever businesses and things like that don't make a lot of sense. And, yeah, again, people are in it for the show. How many years ago did Blazing change. Saddles come out? I can look that 40 up. 40 years? No. Probably. 45 years? Probably. That's, it seems longer than that. Bro. It seems like it's longer. Maybe it is 50 years. I mean, who knows? And I'm bringing it up for a very specific reason. 1974. So it's 50 years it's about. It'll be 50 years next year. 50 years. So let's say, let's say it's 50 years. 50 years ago, the brilliant, one of the most brilliant comedy writers ever born, Mel Brooks, who wrote that movie, Blazing Saddles, mm -hmm. included a line in it, and I can't use the two words that he used, so I will clean them up. But he used them to make a very specific point of how stupid this all is. Because at one of the town meetings in the movie, Blazing Saddles, which is one of the great movies ever made, but if you're offended by language, I wouldn't watch it if I were you. Because they use every derogatory right. term ever in that movie. I would say if you're easily offended, period, don't watch that. <laughs> not don't the, not the film for you. But he said, the sh I think it's the sheriff that stands up at a city hall meeting and says, we'll take the blacks and the Chinese, but we don't want the Irish. Mm. What a great point that was. He doesn't even call the Irish, even though he doesn't want them around, he doesn't call them a negative name like he did the other yeah. two groups. Even though you and I are working together, I still use a derogatory term toward you. But the Irish, we don't want the Irish. I mean, mm. he made a brilliant, it was just a brilliantly done job, a great point. Uh, that, I tell you what, watching that movie changed my views on a lot of things. Yeah, and you have to, in kind of a movie, it's not as offensive as Blazing Saddles was, but you have to watch Old Dads on Netflix. Old Dads, really? In Bill Burr's movie. It's I watched it over the weekend. Hilarious. Oh, it just came out? Yep. It's, I, I know which it's one of those where it, it attacks, it brilliantly, I think brilliantly attacks both sides of the woke Good. culture and then Good. the older generation that is maybe a little bit more abrasive in their thinking. And it kind of, in, the, in a way, brings it more to the middle. Like, you see Bill Burr's character who starts out calling all these he calls the principal of the school the <laughs> c word <laughs> and he's cussing everybody out and you're like you know what i kind of like bill burr and then you're like actually he's kind of got some anger issues and then he realizes it and then you have the there's this scene where he's made forced to apologize to all the parents because he called the principal a big c word in front of all the kids right and like one parent goes well i wasn't there but 
I'm offended that I even live in an area. And so it's like the extreme wokeness versus like the extreme kind of whatever the opposite side you want to call the woke is. And then they all kind of come to the middle at the end and it's a feel good story. And it's like, yeah, we all got it. We're more alike than we are different. So everybody just calm down and come together a little bit. Um, While you guys were talking about, I was thinking about the, Within the past year in Tennessee, there was two, there were two legislators that were like kicked out for oh, yeah. being like speaking out of term. It was very like tit for tat type of thing. It was very mm-hmm. like can't say the word tit on the air. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he goes, sorry about that. Anyway, tit for tat. Uh, it was very like you usually you would. It's like jaywalking. Nobody's gonna get arrested for jaywalking, right. but no. for these guys, what they did in the session was like jaywalking, and they got removed for it. But then the people that voted for these legislators to like represent them went to the the government building and prote- protested there, which mm-hmm. I think is the best way. Make it a pain in the butt for the people that right. actually have the power to make the changes and do that stuff. So the, the protesting, go to the government buildings. Get mm-hmm. in their ear. Because, yep. you know, like I said, the mailman just trying to do his route every day is not the guy to to hold up. Despite, like, your view on it, maybe he should at some because he's not going to understand the struggle and everything like that but mm-hmm. the people that can actually sign the dotted line and make change that mm-hmm. is the person to like inconvenience them yep. don't let them go to the grocery store well oh, i mean yeah. okay that maybe that's too much yeah, let's not starve the but children don't let them go to the grocery but, you know, no groceries stand, stand in their parking spot and make no them park two blocks down so they have to walk <laughs> right. to work you know um <laughs> Well, well, I, was, I was gonna, for, for the you. record, for the record, I was gonna say, <laughs> nice, comfortably, comfortably, like let yeah. them voice your opinion. Uh, but yeah, no, go go to the go to the government buildings, and that's I think that may be the yeah, best. Spot I would say be strategic with yes. what you're doing and have a reason. And then because there was who who was the polit- Minnesota politician that went up was it inhibiting that they went to like some senator's house and they had a pinata. That was of the senator, and they were like in the street beating the pinata. <laughs> he, gosh, I wish I could remember what the guy's name was. He got, I'm pretty sure he got removed. But yeah, he was like, and the lady was like, My kids are in the house watching you beat this pinata that looks like their mother. <laughs> God. Was, it, was it Bob Kroll in. Oh no, Bob Kroll's the officer up in. Uh, up in uh, Bob's a good friend of mine, actually. It might, he might have been the person who the pinata was. Of that sounds right. Yeah, I think I made the pinata. Come to think of it, <laughs> no, here, here, on Bob, August, it was me. On August fifteenth of twenty twenty, um, a group led a controversial protest outside the home of Bob Kroll, who at the time was the head of the Minneapolis Police Officers Union. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then the the protesters beat pinatas that had the likeness of both Kroll and uh, Liz Collin, who was his local, wife. No, a local television journalist. That's his yeah. wife in Hugo, Minnesota. Is it there? Really? We go, Hugo. Yep, that's the one that and up in Hugo. Yep. Liz Collin is maybe the nicest, one of the smartest people you'd ever want to meet, and she tells the truth, and they don't like that. That's the whole problem here. I mean, honest to God, it just, you know, let me ask you a question. Everybody makes these, you're this, you're that. I've been called every name in the goddamn Mm -hmm. book, whatever. We didn't live the same life. They have to understand that. You don't live the same life. When I was 19 years old, Mm-hmm. I moved to Grand Forks, North Dakota, to take a job up there at KNOX Radio in Grand Forks, North Dakota. The first person to give me a call and welcome me to town saying, hey, I know you're brand new and I, I love listening to the show. I'd like to take you out to dinner one night. I said, sounds good. His name was Victor. 
Victor mm-hmm. Treadwell is his full name. He's from Miami originally. He was up there in the Air Force at the time. Mm-hmm. So he invites me to dinner, and I walk in. He's a young black man in America today, and I think he thought I was too because of the tone of my voice. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, well, it's you. <laughs> but I ended up living with Victor and his sister Gail for the whole time I lived in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yeah. Now, if anybody, when I was accused of being all of those things five years ago, if anyone hadn't done any research, if I was what you thought I was, why would I live with a black family for a year and a half? Right. Does that make probably any be, sense to anybody? Be uncomfortable for you. You got to put your white hood away. Yeah, I got to hide yeah. my hood. You can't burn the cross in the front oh. yard anymore. But here's what I understand. Whenever anybody's accused of anything, being something horrible, nobody ever researches it. They just go, okay, that's good. No, they just hear something and yeah. they go, yep, yep I don't like ta- or anybody because of one little thing. And then they go, so I'm going to latch on to this hateful thing that somebody else is saying. There's but no why research. Why do they do that? Because it's too much work. Oh, so you could ruin someone's life. That's okay yep. because you're too goddamn lazy to do the work. Yeah, and then you don't even have to apologize oh, for it afterwards. Unbelievable. People are disgusting. Some people, mm-hmm. not all people. No, and people get very emotional. And when you, because if somebody comes and tells me something, I'm naturally going to ask questions like, well, did you think about this? What about this? Not because I'm on the other side, just because I want to know more information. Tell me about mm-hmm. your thing. But if you start asking questions, then people will get upset. They'll be like, well, like, well, do you not know? Like, it's okay. I'm not trying to argue with you. I just am generally curious about your yeah. point of view. I mean, I'll give you another point there. Uh, when I lived with Vic, Victor and, and Gail's fiance at the time, Ronnie was just a great guy, really nice man. So we'd get together and all that stuff. And <laughs> Victor, in the house, referred mm-hmm. to me as the big N. That's what he called me. Yep. Right? Which was kind of was fine, you know. It all worked out in the end, and all the rest of it. And after about, I don't know, a couple of weeks of doing that, he comes to me. He goes, "Tommy, I got to tell you something." I said, "What's that, Victor?" He goes, "You know how we talk in the house and all that stuff." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Like, like I call you the big N, and you can't call me that." Well, you can't tell anybody else I call you that in the house either. <laughs> I yeah. said, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> When I was in college, it was I lived with I think there were six of us in the house, and there were two white roommates, and it was kind of the same situation. And one of my black roommates told the white guy, he was like, "You can call me that if you want, every once in a while." And so the kid like texted me oh, calling no. me that, and I was like, "Hey, I understand you have that arrangement with that guy over there, but if I was Different. if you say this to me one more time, we're gonna have some problems. That is not like, an all encompassing pass no, you just got. And we we got home. We were like, hey, also if you say this to a black person outside of the house, we will join in and jump you with the other people. That we, we are not exactly what we're talking about right there. <laughs> you know, uh, I, one of the things that I did love though is that Victor would take me to parties. You know, back then and again, this is 1970s, a long time mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. He would take me to parties, and I would be the only white guy there, Yeah, which about 90% of the people accepted, but there were always about 10% are like, oh, yep. stared at me the whole And time. you got to get Victor's like, no, 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 he's cool. He's with me. He's cool. <laughs> but see, the only point I'm trying to make here is that, first of all, I'm not what all those pukes said that I was. And secondly, we don't all live the same life. I don't have the same experiences no. as you or you. You don't have the same ones. I don't have the same ones that you've had. You cannot judge people based on they're white or they're black. Right. Jesus. And even when Trump was like running for president, because he's just the most probably divisive president we've had in a while, 
people would be like, well, if you voted for Trump, you're a racist. I'm like, I know a ton of black people that voted for yeah, Trump because they're too. maybe they're business owners and they like yep. how Trump operates for business owners or whatever the reason yeah. he may be. Yep. So you're telling me that all the black people that voted for Trump are racist too? <laughs> Did they? Like, just help me, help me, help me understand. Right? Can we be more open and honest about? Because I don't hear news people doing this, having this conversation. No. We don't have the same life. We have different experiences. You cannot judge somebody by the, by the way they comport themselves. Like, mm. I'm sure I don't act like a suburban white guy. I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just that's the way I grew up. Right, because it's not acting. You're just being no. yourself. Can't they? They don't understand that. Why don't they understand that? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't, there's no logical reason why. I don't know. People are just the way they are sometimes. Well, here we go. Black, white, Muslim, Jew, whatever the situation. As long as you're not an asshole, I don't care. Right. And if I did something that offended, I don't think, I shouldn't say not, most people don't leave the house every morning and go, how can I offend as many people as possible today? <laughs> Some so do, if, you're right. So yeah. if, like, if I ever offend somebody and they go, hey, I felt this type of way, oh, my bad, did not mean to offend you, I'll correct that behavior. Yeah. Like it's it's really yeah. that simple, but people don't like to admit when they're wrong. And no, they it's don't. like I'm it's wrong right. more than I am right, probably half the time. Absolutely, it's all true. <laughs> so you, know, hey, you didn't have to co-sign that. <laughs> sorry, so sorry. fast, AJ. <laughs> God, the experiences out there. Um, but that that I think the reason I even brought all this stuff up is because the most disturbing thing to me is is that people just don't spend any time. Hey, if I'm going to go after somebody and try to ruin their lives. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't I want to make sure that what I'm saying is true? Yeah. You, you'd think they want to do a little research and find out that it's actually true that this is that guy's this and this guy's that. And then if you want to attack them, that's your business. But to just jump on the bandwagon because you failed miserably and I didn't? Yep. I mean, sorry. And the saddest part is after you get, because we're a very ADHD society oh, God, where yes. what yeah. is outraged today is forgotten tomorrow and so then everybody forgets that we said all these things and we accused all these people of doing this and so there's no like ap- not apology or retraction is never as loud as the outrage mm-hmm. so people just forget it and move on but and then maybe you'll get something where you know oh and by the way you remember what we were outraged about that actually was all not true yeah it was yeah. like the there duke, you go like do you remember the duke lacrosse yeah oh story yeah absolutely where i remember being a little kid thinking that these duke lacrosse players brutally raped this yeah, girl absolutely. and then it comes out that it was all not true mm-hmm. and it's like nobody ever that. screamed from the top of the mountains that hey we actually just ruined all these kids lives by accusing them all of rape it was just like oh and whatever. i'm sure a lot of people probably still to this day and a lot of people probably wouldn't have figured that out had ESPN not done a 30 for 30 on it. Yeah, that's right. right. That, that's right. And, and, honestly, and that's how I found out. Ex- exactly. Yeah. That's so amazing. Look, I mean, if you want a prime example, you just accept life as it's brought to you. If you don't like it too bad. I tried to keep both of you off the show and it, I couldn't do it. Oh, I just kept just... showing up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, one way or another. <laughs> Once you gave me a key, I made a couple oh, copies. Yep. I made copies. You ain't ever getting rid of me, guys. He's switched studios like three times since he's known me. I was like, I'll keep following you around. But do me a favor, honest God, listeners out there, try to look at how other people grew up, where they lived, where they're from. Why are they not like you? It's not because they're pricks or pains mm-hmm. in the ass. They didn't grow up like you did. Yep. Calm down. And some people are pricks. 
Oh, a-holes. some people are a-holes. But I would say for the vast majority, it's like <laughs> politics, where you get your, you know, you do have extremists on each side, but most people fall in the middle. Yes, some people are pricks, but most people are just trying to be a decent person and take care of their family. Okay, it's- now, just to let people know very quickly, and I'll get out of your way, AJ. AJ sits to my direct left. Okay, you sit to my left on mm-hmm. this whole deal. Why did he do this? You know, some people are pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Like, looks right at me. I was like, thanks. Thank you so much for that. Was it too direct? It was too direct. Um, No, the only thing I was going to say is that when it comes to kind of what Tevin just mentioned with a lot of people more so fall in the middle, the trend that I've noticed in my short life is the people that are way on either end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. tend to have the louder voices. So that what seems to be more like it seems like they're more represented when in reality that's not the case. No. They just talk way, way louder because their opinion has to be right. They, they, that's their whole personality. And everybody yep. in the middle is like, well, I, I'm open-minded here. I'm going to see both sides, and so I'm just going to keep it to myself. That, don't, uh, don't let the loud voices persuade your opinion on, like, the mass public. Please. Yeah. Uh, absolutely right. No question. So, uh, look, we got to go to break here, but let me just say once again, I don't care if you're a Muslim, you're a Jew, you're a Catholic, you're a Lutheran, you're whatever you are, we do not all live the same exact lives. To judge an entire group of people is really stupid, incredibly idiotic. Yep. Are we ever going to stop doing that? No. Too much money involved? Is that what it is? You can make too much money on the news by going, that person over there is evil. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how big or small the issue is. They're going to try to get two sides, and yeah, because there's money to be made off of everything. Maybe you should just live your life and calm down. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, I all I am. That sounds too logical. <laughs> what are you like, talking about? Yeah, that's very logical. <laughs> don't you be using logic. What I, the hell? Yeah, I could live my life like that. If there's, hey, we're changing some rules, all right, you let me know what the new rules are, <laughs> and we're going to keep it pushing. I don't need to weigh in on everything. Uh, works for me. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, just keep that in mind. And I don't care what your issue is, no matter what group you're from, you're not like all the rest of the people in that group. There are many, many different kinds of people in that same group. Mm-hmm. Let's say Roman Catholics. I grew up Catholic. There are so many different kinds of Catholics out there, you wouldn't even believe it. So right. to judge us all in the same group is really stupid. So stop being so goddamn dumb. <laughs> right? I like how he looked directly at you for right. that one. Yeah, that's payback for, the, for calling him a prick. Don't be. <laughs> for calling him a prick. That's great. That made up for it. Yeah, no problem. Don't worry about it. We do have to take a break. Come right back. We'll look at some headlines from the day today right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years. I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now. Stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant, 
kept on your side Seeking justice for the injured Bradshaw and Bryant Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take Personal Care Dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 